Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you on this Friday at the end of the week. We've talked about some pretty heavy things this week. Spiritual warfare, the state of the world, the need to get mad. I don't want to just be a complainer. What do you do about that? What do you do when you look at the state of the world? Where do you go? What kind of solutions do you find? Well, I've got a little bit of treasure for you today from one of the greatest Christian writers and thinkers of the last hundred years, the great C.S. Lewis. Now, much of what C.S. Lewis wrote and talked about is very familiar. It's probably very familiar to you. But I stumbled upon something this week, thinking about all this, from C.S. Lewis, that not only had I never read, I never really heard of it, and I bet it's the same with you. C.S. Lewis in the 1950s exchanged these little-known but powerful letters all written in Latin with his father, Don Giovanni Calabria. Speaking about faith and the state of the world, they weren't translated into English into 1998. And even to this day, they are little-known compared to his other works and hard to find. I was reading through there, and especially in the letters where they're talking about Europe's loss of faith. You know, in many ways, you could see what happened in Europe and losing their faith in the 1900s up until now compared to what's going on here in America. There's a lot to learn from this. I'm going I'm to read a few of these passages to you. This first one. Now, this is, again, C.S. Lewis talking about Europe's loss of faith. But this did not happen without sins on our part. For that justice and that care for the poor which most mendaciously the communists advertise, we in reality ought to have brought about ages ago. But far from it, we Westerners preached Christ with our lips, but with our actions we brought the slavery of mammon. We are more guilty than the infidels, for to those that know the will of God and do not do it, the greater the punishment. Now the only refuge lies in contrition and prayer. Long have we erred, In reading the history of Europe, its destructive succession of wars, of avarice, of fratricidal persecutions of Christians by Christians, of luxury, of gluttony, of pride, who could detect any but the rarest traces of the Holy Spirit? Now chew on that, Pilgrim's Odyssey listeners. When you look around America today, how many traces of the Holy Spirit do you see? Are we slaves to mammon? Or do we do a better job of caring for the poor than the government does, than the communists would do, than Anafita would do? See, if we can't follow the gospel, who are we? What kind of message do we have? It's just one of guilt. It's not one of service, of freedom, of following the Holy Spirit. We are more guilty than the infidels. For to those that know the will of God and do not do it, the greater the punishment. 
you know, maybe maybe Christians today deserve some of the punishment coming our way because we haven't been walking the walk. You know, something I noticed many years ago when I was a young man, I was getting fired up about God, about my faith. To this day, it bugs me. When you walk in a church, you should see the gospel. And what's the gospel? Feeding the poor, taking care of the widows, visiting the prisons. But what do you see when you go in a church, any church? A bunch of people that all look the same. That ain't right. And if the only time you're worshiping God is Sunday morning with a bunch of people that look like you and have about the same amount of money as you, and you hope a little bit of it gets peeled off the offering plate sent to some, you know, orphan in Africa, you got to ask yourself, where's the Holy Spirit? Then C.S. Lewis goes on, bringing it, bringing it. What you say about the present state of mankind is true. Indeed, it is even worse than you say. For they neglect not only the law of Christ, but even the law of nature is known by the pagans. For now they do not blush at adultery, treachery, perjury, theft, and other crimes, which I will not say Christian doctors, but the pagan and barbarians have themselves denounced. They err who say the world is turning pagan again. Would that it were. The truth is we are falling into a much worse state Post-Christian man is not the same as pre-Christian man. He is as far removed as a virgin from a widow. There is a great difference between a spouse to come and a spouse sent away. You hear what he's saying there? That when you fall away from Christianity, you go to a worse state than when you began. At least the pagans had their gods. At least the pagans had their rules and regulations as primitive as they may be. We do do things today that the barbarians would denounce, that the pagans would denounce. In many ways, many parts of our society have fallen to lower lows than we were when we began. Look at what happens in cities. You know, I, I, I think of beautiful San Francisco where I used to live. And a few years ago, and I wouldn't believe it until I went there, he told me about all the defecation in the streets. All the drug addicts and homeless people literally allowed to shit in the streets. It was hard to get my head around until this app came out and it was a poop meter for San Francisco. And you could go on there and the whole purpose of it was to avoid so much feces that, you know, step in it. In the nicest parts of San Francisco, guarantee you a pagan and a barbarian wouldn't have allowed that. (laughs) Okay? But we do. And Christians who do not live out their Christianity in many ways have what allowed this culture to become the way that it is. Did we stand up as strongly as we needed to? Did we give in? Were we slaves to mammon, as C.S. Lewis would say? Or were we slaves to the Holy Spirit? And then he goes on. He talks about the dangers that come with this. I certainly feel the very grave dangers hang over us. This results from the great apostasy of the great part of Europe from the Christian faith. Hence, a worse state than the one we were in before we received the faith. For no one returns from Christianity to the same state he was in before Christianity, but into a worse state. The difference between a pagan and an apostate is the difference between an unmarried woman and an adulteress. Therefore, many men of our time have lost not only the supernatural light, but also the natural light which the pagans possessed. 
What's he saying there? You know, again, look at our world today. Who are the people that are often the most virulent against Christians? It's people that used to be Christians. People that, as children, had parents who were Christians and weren't led by the Holy Spirit. They were led by mammon. Now, you could be all prim and proper and be in church, sitting on your pew, reading your Bible, going to Bible studies, acting all like Miss Christian. But if the truth is, you're a slave to mammon. How nice your car is, the clothes you're wearing, the house you're in. Your kids see that. They see the hypocrisy. They see it. They know it. And it's much easier to follow the mammon. And when you do, when you leave the faith, when you leave it because you think it's hypocrisy, when you leave it because you think Christians are heretics and you think Christians don't practice what they preach, you think they're worse than any unbeliever a Christian would have told you about. You think they're the bottom of the barrel. They are people to be persecuted. And from what C.S. Lewis is saying, if we haven't been following the Holy Spirit, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need a little persecution to really reveal what is our faith made of. Now, that's a scary thought, isn't it? And then how does he end? He ends with a solution. And I like this. This is very Pilgrim's Odyssey. But God, who is the God of mercies, even now, has not altogether cast off the human race. We must not despair. And among us are not an inconsiderable number now returning to the faith. For my part, I believe we ought to work not only at spreading the gospel, that certainly, but also to a certain preparation for the gospel. It is necessary to recall many to the law of nature before we talk about God. For Christ promises forgiveness of sins. But what is that to those who, since they do not know the law of nature, do not know that they have sinned? Who will take medicine unless he knows he is in the grip of a disease? Moral relativity is the enemy we have to overcome before we tackle atheism. I would almost dare to say, first, let us make the younger generation good pagans, and afterwards, let us make them Christians. You see, folk, for years, for decades in my life, and, I, and this used to bug me too, especially when I was in college, it's like Christians were preaching to the choir. They were just looking for lapsed Christians, people that already understood sin, already understood what they were doing was wrong and they needed God. And what they forgot is if you have no concept of that, if you think you're okay, you know, you're in our participation trophy culture where there are no losers. People don't even begin to understand where you're coming from. I mean, they really do, honestly, sincerely. You go, are you saved? They're thinking, saved from what? And I believe what C.S. Lewis is getting at, first, show them the truth. Show them what it's like to live differently. Have something that they want, so they are coming to you going... How are you that way? How can you love your enemies? How can you give up so much to help the poor? How can you give your money away to help others? How can you take ridicule like you do and, and still smile? You know, let them see your light shine. Man, it's sobering words. They see us as hypocrites. They see us as people that follow money just like they do and then say we're Christians to feel better because for a lot of us, they're right. They're right. One of the things I teach in my leadership classes, the first thing you do when somebody criticizes you is you ask yourself, 
What if that is true? You don't react. You don't hit back. You ask yourself, what is true? I think for a long time, Christians, we've taken our faith for granted in how we act, how we follow Christ, how we live the Gospels, how we follow the Holy Spirit. And in a lot of ways, we deserve the criticism we've gotten. And with that, the punishment, the things that have happened in society because we didn't live that way, because we took it for granted. Sobering times, sobering words. Originally written in Latin by the great C.S. Lewis. Not even known in English until almost 2000. Very few of us have probably read them. To me, they're some of the boldest words I've ever read from him about our modern culture. What would he say about us today? What would he say about how many of us Christians today follow the Holy Spirit and how many of us are slaves to mammon? Sobering words today from him, all of them true. It's why it is so important that if you want to share your faith, if you want to make sure you teach it to your children, to your friends, to your coworkers, to people you live with to change things, one, you got to live your faith. Okay, but another thing is, just be good. Do all the things that the faith allows us to do that are hard to do. Watch your mouth. Feed your neighbor. Forgive others. Live it. You know, he talked about the danger of moral relativity. The danger of moral relativity. Because if you think that everything is relative, you don't even know why you need God. But here's the thing. Are you living that way? How many shortcuts do you take? How many things do you do that you want to do and you know you maybe shouldn't do and you just try to say it's all relative? There's a danger in that. If you live that way, if you don't stand for what is right, if you don't live your life in a way that somebody goes there's something different about them. What's different about them? I want to know. If you don't live that way, you better look in the mirror because the only lesson that your children, those around you, your community are going to learn is that, that Christians really aren't any different. They just say you better be saved. They're just judgmental. They're just finger pointers. They're just holier than thou. They don't practice what they preach. Well, if you allow yourself to follow the sort of moral relativity that C.S. Lewis talks about, if your biggest worries are about mammon and not your spirit, oh, there's a danger in that. There's a danger in that. So until next time, my friends, hopefully those words got you thinking. Mammon or the Holy Spirit? Are you a light to the world? Or are you an example of a hypocritical Christian to the world? And if you're hearing that right now, and you go, well, the whole point is I got problems, and you know, God saves, and blah, 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 blah. Man, the, the people looking at you don't even know they need saved. And don't forget the second part of the gospel. Don't forget so much of the Bible. You're to be transformed. You're to be renewed. If you were saved, if you believe, if you're going to church, if it hasn't changed you, if you're not living differently from the world, what in God's name did you believe in the first place? Was it emotion? Was it ego? Or was it real? That's a fair question to ask. C.S. Lewis would ask it. Heck, 
I'm like C.S. Lewis. I'd rather hang out with an honest pagan and barbarian than a hypocritical Christian. Let's do something about it. Let's do something about it, folks. Live with honesty. Live with deep faith. Be transformed and let the world see it and be bold and don't be ashamed. That's what we need today. So until next time, you aim high. Have a great weekend. Get serious. Get in that word. Pray. Don't go to church because you want to look nice and go to brunch afterwards. Go to church because you want to get closer to God and you want to shine a light. Heck, bring a homeless person. Bring somebody that smells. Bring somebody that doesn't look like you. Live the gospel. Live the gospel. And you might just change the world. And you'll definitely be able to spread your wings and keep your eyes on the things that matter. Until next time, I'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. I'm Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.